Hi, John. <clears throat> Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Well, you know, we had a we had a little plan, you and I. Huh? And uh, and then it just the time got away from me. What? What happened? Well, I mean, you know, we were supposed to meet up at eleven thirty, and it's already eleven thirty-eight. Oh, hell, it's eleven thirty-nine, Merlin. It, yeah, it happens. It happens. Sometimes you got to push, and then you got to push inside the push. Yeah, push, I had, push I had, in the bush, bush. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had uh, I had chocolate cake for breakfast. Really? Yeah. So it's got, this show is going to be birthday, like birthday cake leftovers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, still, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, still mm-hmm. have left. That was like Thursday. Here's the hack. Uh huh. By the way, happy birthday again. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. I'll pass it on. Our uh, kids have always been three years apart. That seems crazy to me. It's nuts, right? Three years. Mm. Seems like it seems like longer because your little girl was already a teenager when my daughter was born. It feels like it. Yeah, she's she a, a sophisticated young lady. Oh my god, she's 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 a very sophisticated individual. Mm-hmm. Um, you had, so, you had so so chocolate is, cake. The chocolate cake behind you. You had chocolate cake on, th- by my calculation, sometime mid to late last week. There's still yeah. there's a hack. You say, yes. just for insure insuring daddy's slice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Dad slice, and that is this. Uh, my daughter has always had what I would consider the worst taste in cakes. When she was little, she insisted every birthday she wanted a strawberry cake. Uh-huh. And we tried everything we could. We were like, strawberry strawberry shortcake, strawberry cheesecake. Nope. She wanted a strawberry-flavored cake. She 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 thinks. She thinks. Thank you. I always have like, a lot to say about this. I was like, sweetie, sweetie. You oh. know, she's four and you can't tell her anything. And I'm like, sweetie, listen, strawberry cake is the worst of all cakes. And she's like, strawberry cake is what I want. And so for a while, we would get her strawberry cupcakes. That's because- exactly the what to do. It's exactly yes. what. Here, try this on. You mm-hmm. think you want strawberries, have a cupcake, and then see if you want nine more. But she and you and she's one of these young people today mm-hmm. who will sit and choke down a strawberry cake and just look you right in the eye and be like, I am loving this. And you're like, I know your, you're da- not. your daughter. I say this with all, all due respect. Your daughter is willful and it's yes. because of you. Yeah. And no. probably your mom and, and probably to some extent your, your daughter's mother. It came from my mom. <sighs> but so, anyway, she this sets year, her mind to something, doesn't she? She does. This year, 10 years old, she says, I want carrot cake. Oh, shit, For my dog. birthday cake. Really? And I'm like, everybody loves so carrot cake. Why don't you just do long know. division? <laughs> everybody loves a carrot cake, mm-hmm. but not for a birthday cake, <laughs> unless you're 85. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you give to please a retiree. <laughs> but you're a young person. Don't you want a fun cake? And she was like, carrot cake. So I looked over at her mother, and her mother, you know, does this, like, big shrug, like, well, I guess we're having carrot cake. That's her M.O. <laughs> She's a shrugger. Shrug, guess we're having carrot cake. And <sighs> I said, under my breath, listen to me, you get a fucking chocolate cake. We can still save this. We can you still can, save this. <laughs> you get as many carrot cakes as you want. You fill the fridge with carrot cakes. Yeah. But there better be a chocolate cake. As some component of this, because mm-hmm. she's she has she's self delegated to be the one that inter interfaces now with the grocer. Oh, that, she, that's become a role. Yeah, she uh-huh. loves the. She loves to order things online. 
She loves to drive up and have things put in the in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Like the whole process of it, which would baffle me and confound me and I would I would get it wrong every time. You know, when she orders 20 tortillas and they give us 80 tortillas or when she orders 20 tortillas and they give us zero tortillas, neither thing really bothers her. I mean, she gets bothered, but, but I would be, but I'd be you, like, can I say she probably shrugs it off? She shrugs. She shrugs. Oh, I'm, like, I'm oh. living, I'm living this nightmare. I, I live with a shrugger too. You do. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Why would we yeah. see if this will fit in the area we have allotted? <laughs> Why would you try on clothes? Have you decided by fiat that this is our child's foot size? You don't, the, the foot size is not a fiat. <laughs> You, you you always try on the clothes. You always, I mean, why? why? No, no, no. Here's I'm sorry. I'm sorry, John. Says. I'm interrupting your story, but I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm so glad Same they'll never sport. do a podcast together because Berlin's they wouldn't the even know sport. why they'd been assigned to the podcast. She says, we'll send it back. We'll just send it back. The shoes are the wrong size. We get the wrong size shoes in every batch of shoes. There's, there are there's an old familiar 60%. American tradition that can help with this, which mm. is, you, 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 you know, major twice cut once. Yeah. You know, the Brannock device. That's the Braddock mean. device. Or Braddock device, right. Nice pull. Thank you. Anyway, <sighs> so she is fine with the, like, she gets in the car. It's an excuse to drive. That's another thing. She likes to drive. I Does don't, she like her know, car? She loves her car. Okay. Her car is very sinister. She has a sinister car because oh. she's, she's sinister. I've at, always found at, her to be a woman of mystery, yeah, albeit a sh- shrugger, yeah. She wants a car that, she wants a car that dominates other cars. Hmm. She wants a car that if you pull into a parking lot in the middle of the night, everybody scatters. She wants that car. Mm-hmm. The problem is the nanny state mm. has created cars that don't, their lights never go off. You can't turn their freaking lights off. Now, how are now, you going to Now be the car's s- driving you, you know what I'm saying? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I, I like cars that, that shift themselves. Mm. But in this case, when you pull into a parking lot, you want to kill the lights. You want to kill the lights. Kill the floods. And these things... You can't kill these lights. You pull into your own driveway. You turn the car off. You get out. The lights are still on for a half an hour. Uh, hmm. I, you know, you need. Uh, if I were to buy a new car, I would take it to a mechanic and I would say, "Put a kill switch on this thing. Get in there somehow." I don't know. It's probably all fly by wire now, but put a kill switch in there where you can kill all the lights. I love convenience and automation, but I have to say, I'm kind of on your on well on your side, such as it is about this. I, I worry, like like you with antidepressants, I worry what happens in the aftertimes when you can't turn something off. Oh wow, are, are, absolutely right. I feel like it puts us in. I mean, there's like, for example, we, our front door has the kind of lock like a hotel room. Uh-huh. Right and and with you, a key you, or with a yeah with a with a with a with a card, <laughs> like you ble- you you bleep to get in. <laughs> yes, that's right. People boop. No, oh. no, no. But like when you go to a hotel room, if you've been to a hotel room in the last twenty years, thirty years, you know that yeah. that door when it closes, it's it's not you can't really unlock. Your door. You have to do the swingy dingus. If you want to go get ice and not have to bring a card key, or if you're like me and you have a chronic illness that makes you worry about bathrooms, you're always trying to cover your door by doing that. So I can go get the ice. I'm not really worried about hotel room invasion. But we have that kind of door where when it closes, it is locked. And then there's a deadbolt in addition. And like that's that's a problem for people who don't live here and don't know the habit. But I've been considering, and I'm going to throw it back to you. I'm so sorry. I've had a lot of coffee. I think we, I worry that we're in a situation now where we count on the door locking in a way that's not wholesome. 
Because oh, you know yes. why? Because you don't have to check the door. Right. Not every door locks, though. Okay. So you know mm -hmm. my ticket trick I learned in high school, which is when you get in the car to go to a concert, everyone has to hold the ticket to their forehead. And you yes. look at everyone else in the car and you say, turn your key, sir. Everybody knows there's... I think you need things like that in your life. I think check. you never leave the house without keys. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's that's one thing. You don't right. just leave keys somewhere. What? what I mean, that's... Nope. But how do you know? Like, so we used to have a Jetta that locked automatically and you had to have the keys in your hand, you know, like, well, so basically here's the deal. It's like you have, you can't, you, it's very difficult to lock your keys in a Jetta. And now that I kind of like, I feel like that's the exception that proves the rule. With the house, if you, if you just count on the door to lock and you're spacing, whether you have keys, you're entering a world of pain. So yeah. the thing I have considered socializing with my family that I already know will never work is, hey, let's move to the other mode. The mode What's the other mode? The other mode is we throw the switch. There's, there's two buttons on our, I'm, I'm probably saying too much. There's two buttons on our door. The button Inside is, or outside? Uh, Okay, above the, I know there's a term for this, the closey thingy that goes kachunk. Uh-huh. Right? The, like, the throw. The lock set. The who? The lock set. The lock set. The, the, it, that's not a bolt, but the, the little uh, ramp thing that makes the, the door canon. close. <clears throat> there's a button on either side of it on this oh, very oh, old oh. door. And you could say when it's in this mode, it locks automatically. And when it's in that mode, it's not locked. Now, you could throw the deadbolt, but... The little, the little grabby thing is always locked or unlocked. And I have sure. been considering socializing idea in my family that I know will never work, which is let's go to the other mode. And from now on, you have to lock the door with a key when you leave. Uh, uh, and what does that do? Uh, that, that makes us, an, we're living actively. Yes. We're living affirmatively. And we're saying, yes. you, the, you need to lock this door because you're an adult or going to be at some point. And that means, guess what? You also have to have your keys. Yes. You're not going to get any buy-in on this plan. Absolutely not. But then because you the do door stuff locks like, itself. We have, why, a third, you, we, have, we have a third lock that's one of those classic 70s uh, aftermarket flippy things that when you're mm -hmm. inside, you could do, you know, the aftermarket flippy thing that Absolutely. like, it's, it's pretty simple, but it's yeah, just you, the it's thing mounted up, up high and you, yeah, flip it. and you flip it and then it goes down into a little notch. It's a clever yeah. bit of tech from yeah. probably the sixties. And so sometimes you say, okay, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to throw the flicky so the door will be unlocked for you. I don't know how we get into this situation, but guess what? Sometimes people leave the house and the flippy, and now the door can't close. Because oh did you, I, I, do you have your keys? I have no idea. Did you check the lock? Eh, I'm going to say not. Oh. But dad looks at the spy camera and sees the front door is open. Oh, and that's no, that's no way to live. Now we're living passively and we're letting, we're letting a big car... Tell us when the lights should be off, which is whenever it suits the car. I'm sorry, John. This stuff really gets my goat. We have to live affirmatively. You do. You have to, Merlin. And I don't know what to do when you're when you're surrounded by people that refuse to live affirmatively. You know, here at this at this house, the house where I'm staying, the house which, by the way, mm -hmm. or the house that, by the way, oh, well. um, I could, I my house now is inhabitable i could be living there and this is mm. kind of the first of the last that's your own version of getting out of covid yeah this is now the you've first got to start thinking about something moment. that's just now becoming a possibility it's a possibility and it's and it was pointed out to me by a friend like look people get their houses redone all the time and they live there the entire time yeah you get a uh, portal it or something 
Yeah, peeing in a bucket. So my in-laws did that. They had to get a portalette outside. That's that's where they would drop a deuce was in their front yard. I mean, we had it when we were fixing up my mom's house. We had a toilet in the center of the room that was surrounded by plastic sheeting. That sounds like a Boonwell film. It was a long time ago. I, I don't prefer that. But and you know, and at the time, uh, the way my mom and I lived, we were never in the house at the same time. Hmm. But anyway, uh, I could be right now really, 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 really pushing to move into my new house. And the <laughs> somewhat opposite is true. I am, as, as many of our listeners have indicated, they feel like uh, in listening to this whole saga play out over time that, um, that really what I've discovered is that I like to be a, a domestic house cat. I like to be fed from a can. Mm. And I'm never going to... Uh, all the all the wildness again. has been bred out of you, huh? That's right. That's right. I look like a like a Norwegian forest cat, but I'm really just some sort of uh, like a like an ottoman, like a living ottoman. Mm. And this house is over there, and I could be over there. Oh, you're, now you've become one of those cats like ours. It's, you're supposed to brush it all the time. Yeah, you got to brush me all. Otherwise, the time. you're going to get knots. But here at the house where I'm where I'm currently continuing to live in spite of the fact that I have a perfectly good house over there mm -hmm. that I could now be, cause I got a text two days ago from my contractor who said the tub finally works hmm. and the tub finally works at that. That was the, that was the problem. Like, a, you know, how do you live in a place without a tub that does with the tub that doesn't work? Where contractors where you, where you put your desk in your chili. Yeah. So now the tub finally works. I could be I've, the, the guy that's coming to install the carpet and the carpet is a whole saga I've left you out of. Oh, uh, not, not because okay. I don't trust you. No, no, no. I'm writing. I'm writing it down. I haven't gotten there yet, but here at this house, she Carpet saga. Okay. My, my daughter's mother's part, my daughter's mother slash partner. partner. Mm -hmm. She, when she was initially fixing up her house. So the real estate agent said to her as part of her, like congratulations, like bouquet of white lilies that comes with selling a house or buying a house. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm going to pay for your locksmith, which is a, Wonderful, wonderful gesture. It's kind of, uh, kind of know, random, yeah. Yeah, but you know, like you, you're moving into a new house. This house has got what eleven teen doors. You got to get rekeyed. They got to get rekeyed. I'm going to pay for. You got to think of the, at that point. You got to think a lot. There's a lot of decisions to make at that point. Do you want like a master key? Do you want all the different things? Is there maybe some good opsec and infosec and having some extremely different keys? Maybe something that requires like some kind of a special knock. See, that's well, the kind of thing I spend a week on that. The family who lived here before was one of those families that had keys hidden all over the place. And mm. so I walked through the house one time with the old man who, who you know, lived here since the 50s. And he is blind now. He's a former pharmacist. Hmm. And he lost his sight. Small and he and walked mercury? Me, yeah, exactly. Huff, huff and, <laughs> huff and, huff and mercury. Uh, as he walked he's like, he's like the, the guy in uh, It's a Wonderful Life whose son died. I never saw A Wonderful Life. Oh, that's okay. Anyway, he's, he walks me through and we're, we're just, we're walking very slowly because he's not, it's not like he's been blind for 70 years. He's just recently gone blind. Okay. And so he's in his nineties and is now trying to negotiate oh, the world. That sucks. Way. Did he, did he have, do you have the Don Knotts disease? Do you know? I don't know. You know, the, the thing where you start losing your sight from the middle. Oh, oh, wow. And oh, you can only see the periphery? Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. It starts out, what's it called? It's called, uh, not glaucoma, but I'll, I'll look it up. But it's, the, it's my, my idea of terror. Imagine your eye is like the middle of the bullseye and the blindness moves out. Oh. I don't want that. That's why I used to wear those big sunglasses, Barney Fife. Oh, right, right. Keeps the, keeps the. But you know, God your... bless him. God bless him. I'm glad you adjusted your gait for the, for the blind pharmacist. Hey, listen, I, you know, you know me, I follow. I do. I'm a follower, right? So mm -hmm. I follow him around and he's going around the house and he's like, 
over here up above this door. And he's just like me with the cigarettes. He's got keys hidden in all these. And there's like a little abundance of caution. There's a little nail like tacked in under the banister. Uh, oh, and he's nails. like, here's they a little nails. Oh there's a little key. This is the key to the back door. And this is, and then his son came by one time and he's like, I don't know if you know about the key. But so, and he f- showed me a different key. And I was like, we got to get this house rekeyed. There are too many keys out there. Like, uh, uh, there, there's no way you can have security. But that's then, risky. That's the opposite of security. A key is good for securing a lock. You got too many keys and they all become okay. worthless. It's like backups, unlabeled backups. That's not going to help anybody. Oh my God, don't even start with the unlabeled backups. Do you want to know how many how many uh, CDRs I have that have no writing on them? I'm guessing probably you're the sort that would like drag your desktop onto a disk and then <laughs> just, and it would say, uh, d- disk. D- disk. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Headspace. You can learn more about Headspace right now by visiting headspace.com slash Super train. Let me weave you an idea here. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you to sleep or focus, act, just be better? Well, you know, Headspace believes that there is. If you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace uh, is uh, your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, well, this is kind of cool. Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Get on it. You know, push that panic button. Nothing wrong with that. And maybe you need help falling asleep. Well, Headspace has wind-down sessions that their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I have used Headspace in the past, and I found it really useful. I found it really useful. It helps you to establish a habit of meditation. I feel like that's the hardest part. Uh, No matter how new you are to uh, your practice, they'll walk you through what you need to know to just sit down and do it, you know? Let's Let's be honest with ourselves. Once you have Headspace on your device, there's no excuse not to make the time to use it. It's always there waiting for you, you know? Not in a mean way, but, you know, do the Headspace. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, uh, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. Headspace believes that you deserve to feel happier and that uh, this is meditation made simple. So why not go to headspace.com slash supertrain? headspace.com slash supertrain. You get a free month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Say it thrice and it's almost like praying. Go to headspace.com slash supertrain. Our thanks to Headspace for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. I hate myself. <laughs> but but as we were as we were doing this, she's like, well, I need to get a you know new locks. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. This is the opportunity oh, yeah. for me to to Merlinify. To I, Merlinify. I, li- I live for this kind of opportunity. You, down to a goddamn rental car, John. I want to know what kind of like tech is in it. Like, yeah. don't just go rent a car. Let me participate in this. This is my this is my work. You take in your the, case. This you is your your work you is helping t- the human condition. I, that's right. And so I said, what you need is a mm-hmm. is a lock. What we have to find, yeah, is a is an electrical lock. Oh. That doesn't 
that that can't be hacked. So so it's not like the Russians can come into the house in the middle of the night. But it also allows us to like uh, see if a plane crashes on the street. We'll have a video of it, and also we can unlock it if we're in France. Oh, I see. And all these other things. I'm sure there's a thing. I'm sure there's a way if we could if we could combine Apple and Amazon and General Dynamics and Raytheon. There's, yes. I'm sure, a lock out there that Matt Howie has already tried and yes. and you know and decided wasn't secure. See, but enough. Matt Howie's in too deep. This is why he can't get into his own garage. I, this is super intriguing to me because you are not a tech first guy in in many ways, but you understand the opportunities and the it's possibilities. And because you're a curious man, you say to yourself, why don't we, you say, ha, huh, why don't we explore this, this opportunity? And is mm-hmm. there a way that we could uh, bring in uh, you know, the McLaughlin Group technology or whatever? And then that enables you to be in France and see, and see whether somebody's a Porsche pirate. Right. And I don't want it to be an opportunity stake. Mm-mm. I want it to be, uh, I want it to be a, a, like Something that benefits us all. Well, yeah, so I go break. into, <clears throat> I go down all the way down. I go down, 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 uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, into the into the hell of people on the internet telling you which electric doorknob to buy. Oh, and, and then there's somebody else to tell you never buy that doorknob. Never buy that doorknob. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people Kill that are like, dog. well, what you really want is you need to you oh, need to hook God. it up to an uh, to an to a system, and here's the system that. This you, is like asking the world if you should try raisins. It's like the responses you get, you know what I'm saying though? Like there's, there's certain kinds of things where you're like, I don't know anything about this and it seems normal that I would ask for help with this. But unfortunately, this is something that is such a charged topic, mm. you know, like maybe it's GIF for GIF, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be the doorknob skeptics. Oh but, boy. And you got to get a filter. I'm sorry. The thing is, going. I've been eating a lot of raisins lately because gross, I've gross. gone, no, I've gone back to trail mix after years. Oh, you make, make like a gorp? Yeah, yeah, a gorp. Actually, mm-hmm. I said the other day I was going through the airport. I uh, uh, they 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 pull my bag aside. I'm like, yeah, it's a big bag of gorp, and the hmm. guy goes gorp, hmm. and I said gorp, <clears throat> and he said gorp, and then the woman that was running the <laughs> machine said gorp, and I was like gorp, gorp, and they and but I you said, brought a nickto. I pulled it out and I was like gorp, and they were like trail mix, and I was like, no gorp. Where are you guys from? I, I think I, I bet it's. Do you think it's a regionalism? This is what I was trying to find out. I turned it immediately into that. Like, okay, if we're going to stand here and say gorp at each other, let's have a conversation. You there. You there. Where was, are you from? I was like, where are you from? You guys obviously aren't from up here because we call this gorp. And the guy goes, I was born in Marysville. And she said, I'm from Everett. And I was like, well, you guys are from here. How do you not call this gorp? And they were uh-huh. like, well, uh, we don't. And I realized, oh, it's I call not. My, I call this jacket an anorak. <laughs> it's not a regional thing. It's a class thing. Gorp my is a sweater is a jumper. Thing. Well, that's it, yep. right? Like it's if your parents were members of REI in the seventies, you called it Gorp. Oh, that's so good. But these people, are, he was growing up in Marysville. He was riding dirt bikes or something. He became oh. a cop. He or a, a TSA. Yeah. So, yeah. so he was on a path that did not have Gorp in it. Whereas my the 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 path of good intentions was paved with Gorp. Where I <laughs> Karl Marx said that, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what they call it in London. So it's got so, a U in it. So gorp. Gorp. So I I start researching doorknobs and I'm like, listen, <laughs> what, we need, what we need is a doorknob that's connected to a set of video cameras that record locally uh-huh. that are infrared that also oh. are motion sensitive, but also 
are connected to like a like the like a whole. So what we need is a basically we need a, a hard drive, like a big one, like basically a rack in mm-hmm. the basement where we where we're. When we go away oh, for 10 that's days. that's smart. You could start your own knock down there. Network operating center. You get some blades. You put there's them the in thing. there. And then you got the blinky lights, like, like a, like a, a Vanderslice kind that's of That's right. It's, it's like a dozen needles. It starts with the doorknob. All the companies that want to sell this to you, they all want to charge you $25 a month. And they want Oh, yes. You're so Oh, here. You get this feature. Oh, that thing you bought. You know, guess what? We changed it. They want to store it on their servers. And then if something happens, if you want to look at it, then you have to pay them extra. And then you have to wait for somebody in customer service to agree to find, you know, like I had a storage space that got broken into, as you recall, Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't let me see the tapes. They had tapes. You've heard of electric eels? Well, mm. guess what? Meet oh. electronic eels. Electronical eels. Electronical eels, and it's it's really, really gross. Now, you can get certain kinds of cameras where you put in a little SD card. Oh, like the kind of thing, like, a, like sort of like the SIM that you put in your, uh, not the game, but the SIM you put in your phone. There's mm. ways around that. But I hear what you're saying. And you're oh, new yeah. to this. You're new to this. You know, you know, once there was a doorknob, then there was no doorknob. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, you- But that all connects to the knock. You go to Costco and there's a huge box that's got eight cameras and 42 lenses and it's like, this thing can see around corners and this thing can tell you what mice are thinking. And mm-hmm. and you're like, I want that. I want to know what the mice are thinking, but oh, I don't boy. believe- I, I created a whole panopticon just to see mice. If you if you buy a box at Costco that tells you it's going to do a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. boy, I've got a couple of those boxes that never fully- no, you just, you got a new thing load. to store now because that's not mm-hmm. going to work. But you bring in you bring in some kind of technology that makes you wonder like how will this fit into my life? All I wanted was a doorknob, and now you're trying to sell me an electronic eel. I a guy came to look when I was trying to sell my GMCRV. A guy came to look at it, and everybody that came to look at the GMCRV until the people that actually paid me for it and drove it off. Every one of them was like, "Hmm, I don't know." And I was like, no, 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 these are amazing. And they're like, yeah, but I don't know. A lot of systems on this thing. And one guy was like kicking the tires, hemming and hawing. He'd come by. And I was like, what do you do? Uh, you seem to be really, you know, like, are you an engineer? Are you into these systems? Mm-hmm. And he said, because, you know, I was always trying to sell it as like, this is the RV of engineers. And, uh, and he said, I install high-end security systems for homes with cameras and doorknobs and stuff. And I was like, Oh wow. You're the one I want to talk to. Like, why don't I, you just take the RV? Why don't mm. you install like a, like a whole, like map my whole property with, with cameras and 3d rendering and whatnot. And he mm-hmm. was like, he looked, he just kind of looked across the farm and he was like, yeah, I, I, I work on projects that I think are a little bit maybe out of scale for this property. Whoa, like, he's oh, big timing oh, you a little bit. He was big timing me on the on the house security, but it, but he, but he he struck a note in me, you know, that there was a yeah. <clears throat> that there were technologies, there were there were server farms mm. in Bill Gates's house that were just recording like every every time somebody touched a doorknob, mm-hmm. the lights went, you know, the whopper went. When you walk into you know when you walk through the hallway, the paintings change based on it's like it's like the haunted mansion. It's it's really you know wonderful. Every, you could if you went to Bill, ghost will follow you house, Every room you went into would be playing Sloan again. Mm-hmm. It would start over, or or like or or, or brighten the corners. Like you'd go into the bathroom. Oh, I would like, love that. It's playing brighten the corners in the bathroom. How did it know? I go into drop drop a Duke, and, and I'm going to hear some pavement. Mm-hmm. But lo- I don't so, ha- I don't have a sheet around me. So what happened? Mm-hmm. What had happened was. Mm-hmm. 
I come to uh, my daughter's mother slash partner and I've got all these sheaves and I've got all these tabs open and I'm like, look, if we combined what, – what you can't do is buy an off-the-shelf thing. If you, if you hand it over to Apple, then Apple's going to – you know, then Uber's going to have your password or whatever. Mm-hmm. What you have to do is you have to get one of these, <clears throat> combine it with one of these, then you have to get a special HDMI cable to connect it to this one over They're here. They're always I don't, doing I'll that. Know. They're always doing that. This is uh, this is Lightning three. It only works with Lightning three. It doesn't. It's not yeah. backward compatible to this. No. But then we put it all together, and she's like, and you know, she works in internet security, mm-hmm. and she says, <clears throat> I'm not having any of that on my door. Are you oh. kidding me? And she did. Bought- she remind me? Is she? I, I, I'm probably concatenating my friends like I do, yeah. but does she have a strong position on voice based home assistance? Remind me. Uh, is she anti she has, pro lady in a tube. She has. What I would describe as a very uh, lackadaisical shrug attitude about the fact that there's a little hockey puck in this room right now listening to me, and if I say the word computer, it will light up. Mm. And it and it didn't do it that time. Computer. Wow. Oh, I unplugged it. Shrug at that, baby. No, she's somehow she's fine with that little with with uh, with uh, Alexa sitting and listening to her all day long. Mm-hmm. But so all of a sudden. She she uses this get out of locksmith free card that she got from her from her uh, real Realtor. estate agent, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a locksmith here, and the locksmith is installing a knob that has a keypad. Mm. Boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Okay. And I looked at it and I was like, and it's not even a keypad like, it's a it's like, um, it's old fashioned buttons like, like buttons that you push in like a. Chunk, 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 kind. It's not even electrical. Hmm. It's like mechanical. Okay. And I'm like, what the hell is this? This is the type of thing that you would that you would operate. This if you is were. like when my wife rents the car that has the like, you know, n- name of name brand. Like this one's got the Honda system, but it doesn't have yeah. CarPlay. It's great, <laughs> great. Now we're gonna have 800 miles of me trying to use the four way device to spell the word. <laughs> restaurant or Popeyes. It's like, why don't we just, you know, get me involved, invite me to an earlier meeting, please. And let me have a vote. What she, what this, a keypad feels like a very 10 years ago way to handle that. I understand it as a backup. It, it, it uh, is a thing where <clears throat> if I was at, if I was at area 51 uh-huh. and I was, and my job was to drive uh, a, like a, like a Chevy S10 pickup around the outside of the fence and check all the gates uh, that they have like way out in the desert where they let uh, UFOs in and out who right. are like who are drunk coming back early in the morning and they come in through these back gates. Mm-hmm. Those would have these kinds of like plick, 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 plick kind mm-hmm. of keypad openers, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and so all of a sudden there's one on the front door of this house. And I'm oh like, my this- God. It just, whoa, whoa, whoa. So like it wasn't even, there wasn't a conversation about, oh, by the way, we're getting a new doorknob. Well, this isn't my house. I don't. Oh, there's no conversation. I just. I stand dog. around. I had all the bi- the binders full of like. All right, now I don't understand this technology because she's an AV girl, right? She can always make the thing work. You could have a you could have a television in a hotel room that was completely bricked, and yeah. within within five minutes of oh she could, there, she could flash the BIOS. Oh, she hums and hums, and then all of a sudden her phone is controlling it from down the hall. You know, like she just. <sighs> She just puts it all together. She's she she understands how uh, the series of tubes works. Yes, but in this case, she wanted this low low tech mechanical thing. But it's a, but it's a hmm. but it's these buttons. Yeah, and so we're all in the habit now. But oh, but here's the thing: yeah. unlike the Merlin Man doorknob, yeah, yeah, this doorknob will not lock unless you put the code in and turned the clonker. 
You've got to be kidding me. So every time we leave the house, we turn around, re-enter the code. That and does go, not feel like an improvement to me. You know what I could, you know, so I don't know anything. I don't, I'm not the doorknob uh, technologist that you are, but you know what I would allow? I would allow my, uh, my, my near field uh, communications on the phone a sense that I'm near the doorknob and I'm walking out and it sends Colonel Potter's official okie dokie and says, you're good. And then it goes, beep, boop, a certain kind of maybe a special pattern to say, John's leaving and I know it. You're good. I you so want something I need- more. I need to know biometrics. I need to know from from our listeners what the solution is here, um, because I now have the opportunity to move into my own home. This might be what drives you out, John. Maybe maybe, maybe this is uh, you know the universe telling you it's time to get away from that doorknob. Well, but it's been here. For, it's been here for for the whole time. It's been here for a year and a half. I mean, I'm Gross. completely used to now. <clears throat> I can do I can operate this thing in the dark and in the rain. I can operate this thing on a train. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I know this doorknob really well, but I don't want one of these. First of all, it doesn't look very cool. Uh-uh. What I want. What I want. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> no more attacks on my father. Please come back to the cake at some point. What what well, see, I'm, this whole this whole show is powered by cake. But what I need, <laughs> there's cake is, inside. <laughs> I want some. So, I want something where my entire house is a is like a uh, like a Faraday cage, mm-hmm. right? I just want, I want. A oh, there's electronics, but it's not leaving the cage. I want it to be like nothing gets in, nothing gets out. But I want. This is the problem with all this stuff. I want to be able to be in Paris, France, on my phone and see who's coming in the door and lock the door behind them or whatever. But I don't want to, A, pay any internet service for the privilege. I don't want somebody monitoring it. I don't want somebody's proprietary software that when I stopped using them, I can no longer Well, I'm here to tell you, brother, you might have discovered this in your doorknob research, but there is now a a company owned by Amazon who makes doorknobs, if you follow. Amazon is a very nice company. Well, I'm not going to say, but I'm just saying that company that they acquired is basically a cop machine. Like, first of all, it's for a lot, it's real, I don't know if you have Nextdoor there, but it's very much like the Nextdoor crowd. They share videos from their doorknob. Oh, fun. And go like, oh, look, there's a black here. He says he's with the utility company, but I called and they said no one's supposed to be in the area. And I'm in France on La Phone, and like, what do I do? And like, it's a real, like, suburban uh, dick kind uh, of system now. And unless you opt out, I believe your doorknob video might get shared with the cops. The cops can just go oh. in and say, Could I please have their doorknob video? The cops. The cops. And Jesus, it's the cops. They have a tab in the app called Neighborhood, which sounds friendly enough, but it is like, it's like. <laughs> they have a tab in the app. And <laughs> the little one says, roll over. Okay. Anyways, and but like, this is the kind of thing you want to know. John, are you telling me that you've had to punch a keypad, keypad to lock the door in the house that you don't own for months? To come in and go out of this house, I have to punch the keypad. Does it make a beepy noise? Every time. It does make beepy noise. Beep, beep. Beep, I like the beep. feedback of a beeping noise. When I turn off my alarm, when I arrive at the office, I like the beeping noise. But I okay. would not want to have to do that just to leave. This is going to make you insane. <clears throat> but oh, I hate your doorknob already. The keypad is lit. The keys are lit uh, from behind. Blue. They're blue. 
but only when you press them. So there's not like an ambient light sensor. So in the dark, when you it's, touch the It just the thing, assumes there's no one there until something... That seems like a design flaw. You want a doorknob that talks, you know what I'm saying? Well, but, the, but what's crazy is in the dark... If you hit it wrong, is, now you're, you're going wrong. That's right. It's yeah. invisible. So no, I what get you it. I get it. Up, I totally get it. What you end up getting to do, what you end up knowing is just in the dark where the fingers should go to push the numbers that you, you think are the right numbers, right? There's no, the lighting has no function because you don't need a button lit after you press it. You no. need a button lit before you press it. That's that like having a smoke alarm you. that goes off whenever a fireman arrives at your house. But the, the, the other thing about the shruggers here, the okay. m- mother shrugger, and then she definitely passed this down to her daughter, the daughter shrugger, mm-hmm. they just don't lock the door because it involves an extra step. And why would pain. you, wh- why do it? Yeah. So I have become the crazy, I've become the Howard Hughes who walks around. I, I lock that door 40 times a day. Oh, no. I think they walk by and unlock it just to give me something to do, to give me purpose in life. Oh, John. Because they unlock it, and then it's just like, hey, all you have to do is lock it. It's just, you're right there. That's, Your fingers are already not, on that's it. That's not okay. So I, for my house, I want a system. I don't want Amazon uh, to know about it. I don't want my neighbors or the cops to be using my video to, uh, to socially engineer. But mm-hmm. I do want to see, I do want to have the ability to see if a plane crashes on my street. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to be in Paris, France, and unlock the door or lock the door. And it, seems, I want, it seems so simple. What your doorknob needs are sophisticated, but for our times, is this not something that we can accomplish? Right. Without it also being a total security breach. With, yes, stay in my Faraday cage. And what I, and then additionally what I want yeah. is that, you know, my daughter will be a teen, not mm. really soon. Sooner than you think. Sooner than I think. And then, of course, I, having been a teen myself, I know that, that teen boys... Teens in general are a plague, but teen boys especially. Mm-hmm. I didn't start coming in, coming into the bushes and throwing little pebbles at girls' windows, bedroom windows, in the middle of the night until I was 16, 15, 16. Yeah. It was the first time I, I was like, psst, psst, hang, mm-hmm. you know, throw a little. And then she opens the window and was like, what? Yeah. That didn't happen until I was 16. But <clears throat> as a father, I want to get ahead of this. Oh, Totally. I want the technology in place, and what I think I want is the ability is to have very small speakers outside around the house, like like the things that don't look like speakers. Maybe it looks don't like, look a like rock, speakers. a rock or a rose bush. Yes, exactly. Kind of thing, allow, that kind of thing Disney World would have. That uh, that's exactly right. A little Disney Disney World rock or a little spigot or something mm-hmm. that looks like just an innocuous thing that allow me to in the middle of the night when somebody is throwing rocks at my daughter's window to go, hey. Hey, buddy. <laughs> and uh, and then the kid, you know, gets real scared <laughs> and looks around and I'm like, hey, buddy, it's me over here. It's Your conscience. <laughs> That's right. Are you sure this is where you want to be right now in life? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, like, I, I want that power. And yeah. uh, ideally, in a perfect world, I would have those speakers all over my ravine. I would be able to talk to the raccoons in the middle of the night. I'd be like, yes. hey, 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 buddy, you sure that you sure that's? And just just to be clear here, like sometimes, I mean, like obviously one thing this opens up is if you are in France and you happen to be 
you know, at the, the doing your Sean's Lee say on, on the phone, it would be nice if you had automated things that could detect certain kinds of things. And it runs the routine called uh, a scare teen boy away. But it's also not going to be if you are doing it manually with your manual voice. It's not necessarily it could it could be a greeting. It could be it could be you just say, I see you crow. I see you crow. Mm-hmm. That's all I need. But I need it. Right. It's like mm-hmm. it seems small. I, this is not this is not weird at all. Right. And I would like also to have potentially, mm, I want a station in the basement where I can monitor everything. That's kind of like. Oh, so you're Ozymandias and like, or, or, or like the guy in Hot Fuzz and the neighborhood watch. You want to have all of your monitors, your panopticon available to you. That's right. It's exactly right? a panopticon, right? I don't want anybody to know which camera is on. Mm mm. All cameras are always on. All well, the that's time. right. That's right. That's Foucault. He says, you, you know, if you, uh, you know, hit, hit, hit your, uh, hit the team boy every day. Huh? Hit uh, the okay. team boy every day. If you don't know what it's for, he will. Or you, or, or a crow. And now if the crow is going to get mad at anybody, it's going to be a speaker and not John Roderick. Mm. You don't need that. No, that's right. Well, that's, that's the thing. These teen boys are never going to, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, hi, it's, you know, hey, it's dad. I'm going to uh-huh. be like, it is a disembodied voice from Iraq. And mm. that, and frankly, all these, uh, all these, these biddies that are that are posting on next door, I can yeah. put a rock in their yard too, and just. Be oh like, my hey. God, that would be the dream. Hey, there's nothing you're ever going to act on it. Here. You know what it is? Like the thing is, a lot of people think that information must always lead to some kind of a change or, or behavior or or an act. Or I don't know if I'm using this phrase right, but I heard this phrase once. You know, it's not performative. When right. I ask you that question, I'm not asking you that question because I want you to do something. I just want to know the information. In this case, I need to know what's going on in that biddy's yard. Now, I, then you can cross-reference that information with your own personal Faraday cage next door to make your own decisions about how you feel about your neighbors and maybe introduce two or three more cameras. You know what See? I mean? Like, we get to a point where you get the, the inexpensive rock camera. Maybe it's disguised like a, like a Disney World trash can. I don't know how it works. I haven't researched it. But like then you can deploy your technology in a way that keeps everybody safe, or at least everybody you know informed. And by everybody, I mean you. I got a I got a pamphlet, not a pamphlet, a, a newsletter in the mailbox the other day at my new house that said, "Hey, everyone on the block has been uh, is has uh, we ha- we have gifted you all um, um, next door membership, nextdoor.com membership." <laughs> And so here's your login. It's like the code. Tupperware KKK. <laughs> go, go in and log on. And I was like, <clears throat> I don't know what that is, uh, but I but I've heard Merlin talk about it, and it doesn't sound good, so I'm not going to go. But then I got another pamphlet yeah. that said, "You're signed up for Nextdoor. What? That's where we're all hanging out with your it's name. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime I join anything like that, if I join anything like that, I flood the zone with incorrect information. Because oh. most of these folks out there, this face generation Facebook, loves getting in there and putting in their name and the photo of them sitting in their car or whatever it is. And like now somebody knows that, you know, uh, car. Uh, yeah, Jane Rowe lives at uh, Dingle, the corner of Dingle and Dingle. I don't love the idea of a system where I let everybody know where I live and what my name is. Well, this was one of those things where when I when I first started, uh, when I first moved into the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was standing out front. You know, a lot of my neighbors are. This is, your, um, this is, this is the, your old new house. This is the new house. This is the new new house. This is the other the house at Avignon. The house, yeah, that's right. Okay. This is the this is the house of Papillon. Hmm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you built a raft out of coconuts. <laughs> and 
And you're a raft out of coconut. And the, the, the neighbor comes over and says, hey there, how's it going there, young fella? And I go, hey there, Mr. Neighbor. And he's like, well, you know, we got a good old group of here. All these people, that, you know, over here, Ben used to be a li- library scientist and, and Janine up there used to build rockets for, and you know, and I'm like, oh, isn't that interesting? Well, what about the one with the, you know, uh, what about the one with the hair? And Oh, well, he's a character. Mm-hmm. And I got to know all of them because they all come by all the time. And a lot of them now come by and say, your mom sure works hard. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just not over here when I'm working hard. Sure. You're all up at six o'clock in the morning. But, but it's so all in good fun. It's fun. We're having fun. Mm-hmm. You just give each other a little bit of the business. That's right. And then it was like, well, we got an email chain where we all everybody is on the same email so if somebody you know if anything happens you know we're all we all know each other can i add you to the email and I, of course i want to be on the email i want to hear all the neighborhood news and so i get on this email list of 25 neighbors who all live <laughs> around Biddy. me you know who are just out there in the out there at seven o'clock in the morning shouting across the street to my mom like you sure work hard and she's like okay because <laughs> she doesn't want to your mom is not a fan of idle chatter <laughs> well oh the guy across so there's one guy in the neighborhood that everybody is like well that guy look is out he like the block guy. captain he no it's the it's the other way around like the oh. block captain lives across the street from me and his yard is impeccable it's like he it's like it's like a oh, motel in Anaheim. Talking about a black sheep here the guy next to him is oh, this guy no. who uh, who built his own house and it looks like uh, the temple at Delphi. Like mm. it's just this crazy house. Every time he opens the garage, a new, a different car comes out. I've never, I don't know the limit of this guy's cars. I've talked to him, self-made man. He bought his first rental house when he got out of the air force in 1950 and he parlayed it into 20 rental houses. And then that turned that into apartment buildings Anyway, everybody. But of all the houses that he that he has in one way or another, this is his primary domicile. Well, so what he says is, his wife wanted a wanted a house. His wife wanted a big house. He didn't need one. He could have lived in fourplexes the rest of his life, Mm -hmm. but she wanted a big house, and so he built this house for her. And he's got a lot to say about his wife. She she makes wife or his current wife, yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but I don't see her. I hardly ever see her. I think hmm. she only comes and goes in the car, but he's out all the time. He's one of these guys. Once he starts talking to me about, about, uh, Vietnam or the, or, you know, or how to lay ground bark. Like he was talking, he had a dispute with a neighbor one time where there was some kind of property line dispute. And hmm. in the middle of the night, he built a wall between their properties that, that effectively the, the neighbor had been cutting across his property to get to their garage. They hmm. built a home where the garage was oriented in such a way that they actually had to go across a corner of his property. And he built a what? wall in the middle of the night. That, that oh my God. Now the neighbor couldn't get into their, couldn't get in or out of it's, their it own sounds garage. Like this guy's all business. Oh, he's incredible. And he's telling me this story. Like just, he's just loving it. You can just see He's, you can see they, 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 didn't, in his know, they eyes. didn't know who they crossed with this. Oh no. The, the glimmer in his eyes when he, when he watched mm-hmm. in the morning as they came out and couldn't <laughs> they get brought a knife to a their fence fight. own garage. Yeah. And it was like, he poured <laughs> this wall. This was not something that he was like, okay, just kidding. It was like, freaking, oh my God, they had to cut a new hole in the garage. So uh, he, I love him. Right. But they, the rest of the neighborhood's like, you gotta watch out. He's a little bit. <laughs> and. So one time my mom got done doing whatever the heck it is that she does between the hours of five and 15. 
And she said she was standing out front. It was raining. She was going to take the bus at that. At that point, she was trying to see if she could exclusively use public transit. Hmm. Um, to, 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 I mean, she, she's uh, always but used She's trying transit. it on like a jacket. She's trying it on it's to come all experiment. the way out to my new house, which is not oh. – she uses public transit exclusively in the are there, city. Are, but, uh, are there any transfers? Oh, there'd be a lot of transfers. In oh, fact, you, you'd no, be no, transferring no. between two different metros, uh, two different metro systems, right? Seattle and then the county. She's a brave so you'd lady. Have to, yeah, you'd have to make some switcheroos. So she was doing this, and she was like, well, I had to walk all the way up to the – and it was raining, and I didn't want to go wait in the bus. So she stands out in front of my house. <laughs> she sticks out her thumb. And she's walking up the street, 87, you know, with her thumb out. <laughs> and this guy, who she'd never met, my across-the-street neighbor, who's also 87 uh-huh. and is, like, out, out building concrete walls just to, just to watch his neighbor squirm. Uh-huh. He's driving along, and he sees this lady hitchhiking. He's like, well, shit, of course I'm going to pull yeah. her over. Yeah. So he pulls over, get in, he's cutie. Gentleman. Yeah. And she's like, you know. I, I need to go up to the transfer station. He's like, I'll take you anywhere. And so they strike up this fast friendship. Neither one of them knows, you know, my mom's, by the time he picked her up, she was block and a half. She'd been walking. So he didn't know, he didn't associate. Oh, didn't her. associate with the hardworking lady who's always out no. there at 5 a.m. And she doing didn't, whatever she's doing. she didn't know he was the guy across the street from me. So they just strike up this friendship, you know, oh, wow. he, that's the hitchhiking lady. And uh, I think I'm afraid. This sounds afraid. like something that could, that could you know, be uh, an Oscar contender on Netflix. Well, this is what I'm worried about. Here. I think that he okay. likes her more. He likes my mom more than he likes his wife is, is the impression I get right now. And what he doesn't understand is that he has, if he's pursuing my mom, he is on a Nantucket sleigh ride because <laughs> that's not going to fucking end up. Uh-huh. He's going to get, he's going to get dragged to the bottom of the ocean. And the and the and the whale will you know the whale will resurface and he will not. Yeah. I need, I need a system. I need an overall system that starts with. I'm sorry, we cover so much ground on this program. Um, okay, but it's just, just her mind's not. She's she's had enough, right? Just to, just to, just to clarify for new listeners, your mom's had enough. She she's had enough of everything. And oh. she's 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 real no nonsense. And the, the last thing that she needs is is, a, is an Air Force veteran in her life. In 1977, she had had enough. Well, but yeah, she's definitely she's not out hitchhiking. And she's not, just to be clear, your mom's not like mean. She's not no. a cross person. Oh no, she's wonderful. She's she lovely. is wonderful, and like she's she has she has such a big heart. But she's also, what's your phrase? You see, she brooks no truck. Like yeah, she's no. she is not a, a sufferer of fools. No, and she doesn't uh, – I, I was thinking about this the other day. We talk about this so much in the world now, not just you and me, but, the, but everybody's talking about it all the time. Like, oh, what's, what's, your, what's your personality? Can you boil it down to four letters? Can you put it into a box? Can you, yeah, yeah. Can you put me over here and you over there and this explains why I'm like this and you're like that? And, you know, I realized like – I talk about being an introvert all the time, but you know, I'm emotionally introverted. I'm actually socially very, very That's an interesting super social. distinction. Right? I was watching a documentary about the Bee Gees yesterday and uh Robin was talking about like once you get to know Robin, I mean they're all great guys. 
You know, you got you got Barry, you got Morris, you got Robin. But Robin, you know, he says in this one one of these older interviews, like it, he has to be around somebody. He's the kind of introvert where like he has to be around somebody for a pretty long time before they get to see sort of the real him. But yeah. then everybody who knows the real him says the same thing, which is that Robin's a riot. He's really, really funny. You just don't know that when you first meet him. Is it? Is it right. sort? Of, do you feel sort of like that? Well, it's the, uh, the what, what I uh, what I guess I was trying to uh, solve for is all the people in the world that I think of uh, and who think of themselves as very introverted, socially introverted, but they're in relationships where they're where they're with someone all the time. They have their love. The two of them cuddle they go to movies they they uh-huh. their their feet intertwine in the bed uh-huh. they they love their dog they, they, they like having their feet touched and they are not what i would call introverted at all because they right. are doing things that are incomprehensible to me that amount of of uh, emotional uh, closeness yeah but i can be out in the center of a dance floor and you know, and and blowing on my trumpet and da ba da da, everybody, come on! <laughs> but then you know, like if I get in the elevator with you, mm-hmm. I'm going to stand on this side of the elevator, and you stand on that side of the. Why are you standing? What there, there's a line in the middle of the elevator, and if there are only two people in it, you each have a side, and if there are three people in it, then you have to make a third. Yeah, quadrant, yeah. right? Um, Americans in an elevator. American. I don't know if it's just Americans, but it is said. And there's probably a name for this, but Americans like you get into an elevator, you stand in the middle. Like you're not a weirdo, right? Then another person gets in and you each, each person that gets added to the elevator, people try to always compensate with the maximum amount of distance between one another. There's a new middle. Each new person has a new middle. A new middle. And I, I think that is out of a certain, I mean, I know, for example, like I learned a long time ago, like, especially as somebody who, who rides a Segway, you don't sneak up on people. You don't get too personal with people and you always cut somebody a wide swath so they know that you're not a weirdo. Right. And that is true for me in a bed. If I'm in a bed yeah. with you, yeah. then there's Regar- a new Regardless middle. of size or partner, <laughs> everybody, you, there's, let's honor the new middle. But that, that whole business of like, we're always trying to figure this out. And I have been ever since I, ever since the whole concept of like. Yeah, what box uh, am I supposed to put you in? Yeah, when Kristen Cosmas said, you're the most introverted person I ever met. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm in a rock band. And she rolled her eyes and laughed. And I was like, what does that mean? Now what do I know about myself? Yeah. But understanding that like uh, there, I think part of the confusion is all the people I've met over the years in the nerd community who are like, I am a super introvert. And I look at them and go, oh, wow, I took, I, you absolutely are right. I like, you don't want to be around people. You're, you're, you're shy You're whatever. But then I watch them go climb in the lap of their of their significant other. And you realize like, wow, they're, they're furries and they only have one costume. Like oh, they're, they one is the a, front of the horse. Cost, and, that's the new middle. Yeah. They split a costume. That's right. They're, they're fa- like, what you're describing here is facets. I think you might've been the first person who, who, you don't know if you were the first person who said this, but you did Probably. very much redefine my idea of what it means to be extrovert or introverted. But I continue to believe that the best fast, if you want a little box to put someone in is, how much do you derive? How much are other people a source of energy versus mm. a drain of energy? Mm. And so, like somebody like me, like I have boundless energy for other people for a while. Right. And as you know, this is why I always stand by the door. Right. And you do like what they what they call a French exit. Like right. I, I there's just a time though when I need to bounce. And like I think the facets are very very interesting. What you're saying here is you could be a prepper. 
You could you could mm. be like Dan Benjamin living in a cabin, la la la. And but and you now you're you're sharing a uh, you're sharing a I don't know like a bunny costume and touching feet. It's very hard for me to 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 look at someone who is saying like I'm an introvert and accept that they are if they are completely entangled emotionally with another person. But they're not a, my, they're not a loner in that sense. Right. That's my weird version of it, right? And my mom is both things. She does not want to be in the center of the room playing a trumpet. She does not want any attention paid to her. And also, she does not want you to touch her feet or oh, yeah. be on her side of the elevator. So she's can both I add another aspect things. to this? And you could tell me, you could adjudicate this. Yes. You know, you know how I am, right? Yes. Um, the yes. assumption of familiarity. I feel like I feel like a real weirdo about the an, a, a, an issue or a personality type or an assumption. You know, just like please don't assume too much familiarity. I'm very friendly. I yes. think I think I'm very friendly. I hope and I hope I'm not a weirdo, but I also never I don't like well, I'll just I'll speak for myself. I don't like assuming familiarity with other people. And that's just really a nice way of me saying I really despise people assuming familiarity with me. Now, that could be to chip your server who squats down at, at the TGI Fridays, or right. it could be like a salesperson on the phone, or it could be somebody who like wants you to owe them a favor. Don't do it. Like, there's all these things, though, where I'm like, mm, You don't you like know. it when ATMs talk to you. I don't. I don't like when my microwave talks to me. I don't like when ATMs talk to me. And I just, I, I'm, I don't. I don't like this this thing of like the you know one thing people say about like Americans versus you know English people, German people, all French people, all different types of you know especially Europeans is like the like the, there's always these sort of bounds where like I remember uh, I read this wonderful book years ago called Kiss Bauer Shake Hands and it's about doing business in other countries as an American understanding first of all let's start what's the baseline well the baseline is let's start with the assumptions about about Americans. And like you may be surprised to know that in Japan you're going to go sit in hot water for three days, and if you ever bring up business in those first few days, you will mark yourself as a rube because that's oh. not what people do there. Whereas it was said, at least in places like England, like you would always call people by their honorific, and you would not just it would never be assumed that you would like ever even like meet their spouse, let alone go to their house for dinner. And I'm not I'm not trying to be like an outsider here, but like I do think there is something we lose when we assume that it's okay to just when we assume familiarity and that everybody has that same comfort with you know with that. I, I grew up at a time where you called everybody by an honorific, and mm -hmm. you you said sir and ma'am, and it's it's not because we were crazy weirdos. It was maybe a little bit Cincinnati, but I think that's nice. I think it's nice to call somebody. Mr. or Ms., whatever, until they say, no, just call me Sally or whatever. Right, right. And I think you should call people sir and ma'am. I, 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 I don't enforce that with my kid, but like I, I do enforce the please and thank you because you know, she's not a monster. But do you know what I mean? The assumption of familiarity, like don't, we have not negotiated how tight we are here. And you're not only behaving and communicating in a way that assumes familiarity, but I have to imagine that that goes further than just what happens when you meet somebody at a coffee place. It's, I think we lose something with that. And that's what, and one of the many reasons I honor your mother. Well, you know, I was raised <clears throat> to just address everyone as your honor. Until, oh, or, or counselor. <laughs> yeah, until they, no, until it's, they, like, <laughs> it's like two versus usted, right? 
<laughs> right until they hit the hand at uh, the table with their gavel and said you know you get the law uh, on your side hit the law <laughs> parade rest <laughs> at ease but you know my mom doesn't stand on ceremony that's the thing she's very she's Quaker, no nonsense but she doesn't uh she doesn't care if you uh she's not she she's one of that generation um who at a certain point felt that progress and equality were 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 uh, advanced by i mean my mom oh, is, like by like pointless rituals my my mom wants the, to live in a classless society mm-hmm. she does not like um heirs and so Although she would never go She to, wouldn't want to be, say, governed by a family who believes that God wants them to run the country forever? No, she doesn't want that. But <laughs> also, like, but because she's a woman of a certain age, she's not going to go to the symphony in a hoodie. Right. Right? right she's right. She knows that when you go to the symphony, there are ways to, that, you know, that it's it's a performance. And although she doesn't want, she never wants the spotlight on herself, but she does want the opportunity to wear pearls, and she right. recognizes this is where you wear them at the symphony. And people say etiquette is what we do to put other people at ease. It's not to make other there people feel bad. But also, when I say things like, just to be clear here, when I say things like, I prefer to call somebody sir or, or ma'am or miss or what, whatever, and that's obviously more fraught than it used to be, I don't do that because of you. I do that because of me. And maybe mm. I do it because of me in the sense that I do want to be respectful to you, but I also I don't think we have the familiarity for me to call you Gus. And, like, I would not want to just start calling you Gus, especially if that leads you to believe, you know, that, that we're going to be sharing a costume now. Right. No. No, no, no. And, and mom would never correct someone else in, in those. Oh, she like, would you, never you, say you like, used, like, a hillbilly elegy, you used the wrong fork type situation? She, or, or to say, like, I can't believe you wore those shoes. Like, she would, that's not her thing at all. She, in fact, she despises that. Turns out the that's world. the worst kind of etiquette. But she would never call you by your first name without having been begged to do it, right? Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. she's not like the guy that's across the street who has told her a hundred times that he wants her to that he wants her to call him Jim. She's mm-hmm. like Jim, like she, you know, she says it through like clenched Mr. teeth, Mr. Jim. Bit. Like when you have Mr. a little kid, <laughs> you refer to somebody by Jim, but they—that's Mr. Jim. Say hi to Some Mr. Kid, Jim and thank you. <laughs> I was out. I was out with a group. Uh, my little girl was riding her bike. I don't know if I told you this story. And there was a group of kids, and they were all standing too close to each other. This is a little bit earlier in the pandemic. And I rode over to them on my bike and said, "Hey, you kids, break it disperse. up, disperse, break it up. Yeah, split up. You're too close to each other. This isn't some French kiss and party. Did you blow move, a whistle? Move away. Toot, toot, toot. <laughs> well, you know, I have the I have the Your referee have that, costume. You got I a footlocker. I just have such a dad vibe in those situations, and the hey, kids are all like, hey. Zoop. They all snip, you know, they, they, they snap to grid, right? <laughs> yeah. Some little boy who's not any older than my daughter says, yes, sir, you're absolutely right. We'll see to it. Whoa. And I, and I was like, who are you, young man? Oh, and he was he's like, going to do well in life. And then he called me sir again. And I pointed to him and looked at all the other kids and said, In Washington, this, in Washington. This boy is your leader. Follow him. <gasps> Follow like, him. This is how you talk to a grown up. And the other kids were all snickering. <clears throat> and the kid was like, not looking at the kids. He was looking straight at me. And he was like, You know. Oh, he wasn't doing it for clapping. No, no, no. He was like, As you wish, sir. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Whoever your father is, he might be, 
he might be that guy in the Twisted Sister video, but I yeah. I believe in him because I believe in you, young man. And then I had another encounter with him where he was both very polite and also extremely helpful to me as a grown-up Ugh. in understanding what was happening. I was like, you, 10-year-old boy. Will- America, please help identify these kids and support them. Yeah. Please. The problem is that, you know, what will end up happening is he'll go into the military or he'll go – he'll get a corporate job. Maybe getting ROTC. Because the world doesn't realize that, no, we need – we need young people like that across the Oh, no, the no, don't, don't let the military hoard this boy. Yes, that's right. You we, know, need we need him deployed in, the, in the field. We, they have, there's plenty of leadership in the military. We need it in other places. We need him at the place that repairs copy machines. Yeah, exactly. You, if, you're, if, you're, if you're minoring in Russian lit, you want to walk in and say like, hey, I'm trying to audit this class. And the person there is like, let me help you with that. And, and you go, yeah. wow, like, let me help you with that, sir. And it's like, mm-hmm. sir, well, thank you. Uh, yes. I want to meet this kid. Me too. I want to meet him again. I want, you know, I want him, if he came by my house and threw pebbles at the window, I would, I would, I would. What would you say over the speaker if you identify? Because listen, here's the thing. Now the doorknob you get eventually, we should circle back to this. The doorknob you get eventually is going to be extremely sophisticated. It's going to be doing some real, real time 3D modeling. It's going to be exporting via Perl to SVG. You're going to be able to say a leader boy has arrived with pebbles. Yes. And you're going to be – will you address different kinds of message to him? Do you, are, do you have a sense of when this bike boy shows up, sir, yeah. do you have a sense of how you will greet him over your gar- garbage can speakers? I feel like there are – this is maybe the one thing about, about fatherhood that I'm, that I'm really kind of focused on. I'm focused on laying the groundwork of learning. Mm. Like I don't think this is a thing I can learn yet. I need to lay the groundwork to learn it. Which is that sometimes just because there's a speaker in the rock, yeah, doesn't mean you have to 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 talk into the microphone. Again, the best smoke alarm is the one that never goes off, and you know, yes. well, except you know when it's supposed to. But I agree. I agree with you. I after I I know shut up. But after I had a kid, I started thinking about terrible children differently because uh, mm. there are terrible children, yes. and I realized that every one of those terrible children has God willing parents, uh, or they've oh. got they came from somewhere. They yeah, might have sure. hatched some of them. Sure. But I used to be very sarcastic with uh, kids because I can be a little bit wilting when I want to be. It's something I've been working on for thirty five years, forty years. Yes. But I'm, but I realized. I want to do the same thing. I want to, I would like to lay the groundwork for a lesson that would be lost on you today, but I would like to be, I would like to be a little grain of rice in your bowl or something where like when the opportunity does come along and you have that aha moment, you will have enough, you will have enough preparing the way already in your genes or similar where you will go, oh, it really does pay to treat other people with respect and not fake respect, but to, well, but I, to be, but, but to honor other people, but also to realize what leadership means. Leadership is not following the rules. You, you, you get a good Rottweiler. And the, the thing is my, my, my friend whose dad was a cop used to say the thing about a Rottweiler is not only are they smart enough that they will run your house and unless you, you know, train them otherwise, but a Rottweiler is like a Marine. It knows when not to follow orders. And that's where we need bike boy. Oh, I, de- I, I see, I see. You know what I'm saying? I, like, really, that, that's do. leadership. Leadership is not, I did what my boss told me to do. Leadership is knowing the right thing. It's a lot like that movie Moana. Like, she knows she's not supposed to get in the boat and leave the reef. But, like, she understands that we are seafaring people. It's in our bones. 
And yeah. in order to save the island, get rid of these rotten coconuts, no spoilers, I may need to break my dad's rule. And the only way, if I become the one who runs this village, I'm going to have to be the one who gets in a boat and then goes, goes to figure out where to fire, uh, rock the Dwayne Johnson to fight the volcano. She, she's a Rottweiler. Does yes, that make sense? It does. But in this case, I'm also talking about training. I'm also talking about laying the groundwork of learning for myself as okay. a dad. Okay. In the sense that you're growing, I'm put, well, and I'm putting cameras and 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 uh, and electric doorknobs and yes. talking rocks um, all around my property for the fun of it for myself, and also because with a ten year old, imagining her being a fourteen year old and thinking about uh, you know like how much fun it's going to be to talk to her boyfriend in a bush and tell him, <laughs> d d d has he really thought this all the way through? Mm -hmm. I also recognize the problem, which is that one day she's going to want to kiss her boyfriend somewhere and not have the threat or possibility of me somewhere in France looking at my phone yeah. and knowing that you, you got your own kiss cam. So you would not only not see it, but you might not, maybe you don't know about it. Although you probably will know about it because the, parents know. Right. And this is the problem. Like, how do I, how do I have Whoa. fun with the security system, lay this out, get ready for all the, all the hee haw laughs and stuff and not, not either succumb to the, the temptation of overprotectedness right. uh, or protectiveness. And, succumb and to just thinking, thinking that getting more information will always improve your life. That's right. Or improve hers. Yeah, and, to protect a, to protect this now ten year old kid. So yeah, 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 yeah. And to and to build into whatever <sighs> I'm building. And the thing is, it's not it's not a technology architecture. It's a mental architecture that I'm trying to already understand that at a certain point in life, I'm going to have to let go and let go of her and let uh, her yeah. do her own thing. And you both you and, both have to practice. Yeah, and all of these things like. Well, every time somebody comes in and out of the door of my house, I have their social security number right here on my phone. Is that going to, it almost certainly one day will be more information than I want. And Listen, I, can I can tell you, this is something I have not talked about um, publicly, but like as somebody with anxiety, um, cause I haven't thought about this enough to make such a bold statement, but I'll give you the rough draft, which is for somebody with anxiety, it feels like you always, or somebody even with OCD, let's put it that way. Um, you feel like you will always benefit from more information, but you will never have complete information or timely complete information. And therefore, if you are looking to push back your, your obsessiveness or your anxiety by the addition of new information, we'll get ready. If you just invited three times, five times more information into your life, ask yourself how much more information has helped in the past. Did that right. make you a better person? No, it actually made me more anxious because I realized how much more there is to know. And that's, right. that's a fight you don't want to fight. But this also gets into the, something we've talked about here, I think. And I know my wife and I talked about when my kid was looking for more independence and wanted to walk to school by herself and everything. For a while, we were real creeps. Not only would we like watch her on the phone, oh, she didn't have a phone at that point, but you know, now you can always stalk your kid with a phone. But also it was like, we'd, we'd sort of like when she was in the park by herself, when she was really little, we'd like 
do this thing, ticka, 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 kind of like hide behind a tree and like see what she's doing kind of stuff. <laughs> and like you can tell yourself accurately, well, she's practicing independence, but the real practice is you practicing their independence, yeah. which is like you you could do a lot more to try and make yourself feel like you're secure and that your kid is watchable. But like the real rehearsal is you not even exploring what would help you get more information let alone installing the panopticon that's hard that's hard but it's real you both have to rehearse it's hard it's hard because you know there's going to be a day right where where it's not just like oh i'm giving her the space to make her own mistakes it's going to be there's going to be a day where i'm like i don't like that kid and i don't want him around here totally and then my phone goes bleep bloop bleep and I see that kid on one of my electric rocks and I go, fuck, I don't want to, you know, like she's going to learn her own mistakes. I trust her. Like, what do you do with a kid? You raise her and you hope that you did a good job. And then it's up to her to have a bad boyfriend. This is, you go and straight to, back to Moana. It's about learning. It's like, you have to like, you're, you're, you're failing for the right reasons. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like failure is not bad. Like if you're not successful, that can be really good because now you're learning how to problem solve. You're learning how to bounce back a little bit. And if I'm constantly there, you know, dithering around trying to create some, I've got a bunch of people in like green screen suits trying to hold you up. Like that's not good for anybody. (laughs) But if I'm right now building a home security system because I'm having fun with the bleep bloops. Yeah, sure, sure. And I'm really hoping that one day I I, uh, catch a cat burglar who's like inept and mm-hmm. is sneaking around in my yard and I can talk to him through a rock and say like, <laughs> Hey buddy, you sure you're making the, the right commercials decisions? in the commercials. <laughs> it's somebody who's like dressed like the hamburglar yeah. hanging out on their porch. And they're always like, don't even think about it. And you're like, Oh God, it's like my mom used to, you know, want to carry a, uh, carry a pistol when she would do the uh, drop off for her company. I'm like, mom, yeah. the criminal wants it so much more than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just give him the bag. Give him the bag. Just give him the bag. But, you know, that's not, again, like, and I want to, I need, before we leave, we need to circle back to this. But in the same way that a little kid thinks they want a strawberry cake, there's a lot of people who have planned out, like, how they're going to win the fight in the alley, even though they've never been in an alley or or fought. But finish your thought. You're, 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 I'm trying to, how does the doorknob figure in your education? That's the thing. I'm trying to build in some, blind spots into a system that I'm intentionally building to not have blind spots so that I don't at when she's 10, right. Set up a system that when she's 16 is just doesn't is intrusive or doesn't allow her to be her own person. That's bad for both I, you. It's bad for both of you. Yeah. And at that point I've already got all the key commands memorized. Of Absolutely. Well, I'm over here in Paris. I might as well just take a look at the, you know, to see who's been in and out in the last. And it's just like, damn it. Now, now I feel like I got to fly home because, because Charlie Sheen from, uh, Ferris Bueller is hanging out and it turns out he's a sweet kid, but he, but he looks like such a ruffian. But like, if you think the camera rocks are there to find the bad in people, then, or, you know, I I don't want to make a straw man out of this, but I do think there's a thing where like, whatever your, your intentionality going into something is one thing. What you end up putting together is another thing. How your habits and cognition change as a result of those things, that's fucking next door dude like all those people started with the presumably with well a lot of them are racist but a lot of it does start with this idea of like i'm just tired of people stealing shit from my porch but pretty soon you're fucking wily coyote and you're getting acme doorknobs that blow up in your face 
Well, the, the number of people in the suburbs who believe that mail theft is the greatest crime uh, affecting America today, mm-hmm. that somehow packages are disappearing off of doorsteps. Or off of doorsteps. Now, they're, you, they're 20 years away from being the people who think, thinks the Jamaican nurse moves the remote and steals their medicine. You get a lot of packages delivered at your house. How, what percentage of them are stolen off mm, of your there's a There's a giant novelty-sized asterisk here, but it's very low. Now, for example, though, I did leave uh, – I left a plan outside my office accidentally over the weekend, and it's gone. But that's understandable because I think that's when That's on a main s- boulevard. Well, well, okay, easy text. When you see when you see, <laughs> when you see something on the sidewalk in San Francisco, there's one thing that everybody knows, which is this is yours now. You, yes. you can have this. If you leave that's something right. on the sidewalk – I mean, if it's not obviously part of, like, your garden or something. Right. You, right, but – I... But I mean, if you if you see something on the sidewalk of a street that also has a streetcar running on it, yeah, it is not. That's not a, um, you know, that's not a side street. But to, to your mail theft point, like I, I get it, and like it's, but part of it is it, it a lot. So much of it does come down to this. We don't have time to talk about all the all the like social complexities that go into this. But you feel like somebody's stealing this thing or somebody's doing somebody's intruding in my life and there's nothing I can do about it. And I know that's extremely general, but it explains a lot of the five to last five to 200 years of American existence is the feeling that like I have loss aversion, whether that's about culture or my electric bill. And I don't like the idea that somebody can just roll up and wheeze my juice. And I not only like, I can't stop it, but I also don't even know about it. I don't know when my terracotta pot disappeared over the weekend, but it's gone. You know, you let go. Just open your somebody hands and let it fall. your juice. Yeah. They wheezed my juice, but don't you think that's part of it? Whether that's somebody who thinks they should be the lieutenant colonel of coal mines in West Virginia, or the person who uh, who doesn't want their uh, their paper towels stolen off the porch, it's it's a loss aversion and the sense that I don't know how to protect myself from a thing that's really bugging me. Well, and that's it, what makes and- you. I feel like that's what makes you wily coyote. For me, 85% of all of this is for the lulls. No, no, you're doing a capital P project, as Merlin would call it. You're having fun. It's not a hobby. That's dismissive. But like like I spent most of my morning trying to figure out how to rename all of the files that I have from the Blu-ray that I ripped of the conversation in the 1974 movie. And I want to make sure everything is named in the proper way and in the right directory so that when I watch it at home, that all shows up. Do I need to do that? I do not. But it's no. a fun thing that I do, and it's yeah. one of my projects. It's not hurting anybody. You're doing it for the lulls. You're like on uh, the 35 Chan. But also, like, as somebody who, like, at a certain point, I have a bomb shelter, right? Why not dress up the bomb shelter with old Geiger counters that some that people send me from the internet? Of make course, it, I'm make it your own. Yeah. Why not also then update it and put security cameras all around so that in the in the, in a crazy scenario, I can run down to the bomb shelter and be able to see with my cameras, uh, you know, like, and cameras hidden in rocks that I put in my neighbor's yard. And they're not going to, and can, they're also not going to trick you. So well, a bomb, what's a bomb shelter? It's also a safe room. You're not going to get tricked into throwing the latch there. and Jody fostering your way out. That's right. Right. But the problem then is that the, the next logical step is, well, if I know all this, then mm-hmm. I need some stuff to be able to do something about it. And the, and the, the preppers uh, are filling that bomb shelter up with, uh, with Gatorade or whatever it is preppers think they're going to need. Yeah. And then there's the, there's the flip side of, well, what if it all goes sideways? 
then I should have a gun or I should have a, I should have a system. I should have a plan. I should have a, and you know, and my mom of course has, if, if the big one hit right now and a million people died, my mom would be standing on top of the pile of burning bodies, Mm -hmm. you know, with her, with a, with a giant flag in one hand and some kind of 87 year old man clutching at her ankles, uh, looking up at her, uh, you know, <laughs> and it's like, take the dog and pin the human. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my God. <laughs> but oh my, oh, this, I don't know. that changes. Right. You just seen that program? Go. No, just you don't even go. have a TV. Just, just let it, just let it ride. Just let all it ride. I'm on some, we're, we're on some, uh, something else. All right. All but, right. but, um, but my problem <laughs> is break. if I get a gun into this equation, <laughs> as you're saying, uh-huh. right? Then all of a now sudden, you're going to want to use the gun. Sure, you're looking at next door. You're like, that guy's stealing my packages. And then oh, instead of for the lulls, yeah. Then like you're instead, you know, I'm out patrolling already in a bathrobe with a with a sword. Oh, but I that's don't know about. Yeah, um, you're no, you're you are already neighborhood watch. I said to the, I said to the guy, the guy with two, with uh, with an infinite number of cars who's picking up my hitchhiking mom. I said, <laughs> if you ever see me out in the middle of the night in a bathrobe swinging a sword, don't be concerned. That's uh-uh. just you know how I how I maintain my property. How, how, how do you he, respond? He nodded like it was the most natural thing he'd ever heard. Like, oh sure, oh. of course, I mean, you got a bathrobe and a sword. I mean, what? Uh, yeah. yeah. I would see anything weird about that you get now a bathroom you want to use it yeah now you're going to end up on next door but since you're yeah. not on there you know nobody's going to notice john how do you ensure your slice what i did was say here's what here's 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 how i try to ensure my slice i say yeah. the best cake is yellow cake now no one agrees I have yet hmm. to find a single person that agrees that the is best. Is this a we uh, can all agree on cheese situation? Nope, nope. I'm not trying to get anybody to agree, okay. but I'm but I am putting I'm I'm putting down my chalk line. Yeah, and saying the best cake is yellow cake. Okay. Now, as I watch the people line up against me, and this is how I used to this is how I used to live on the internet too. Say the best, you know, the best cake is yellow cake, and then you watch the people line up against you, and you and you have established the boundaries of. Uh, you've established your cake boundaries, right? So yes. that when a yellow cake does arrive, it's not that I'm trying to, it's the opposite. What I have is you all on record saying yellow cake is bad. Right. So now we have a yellow cake. Oh, all of a sudden everybody wants a piece of yellow cake. And that's uh-huh. interesting. G- considering that I have signed affidavits yes. from all of you right here. Yeah, I, it, I have it right here, sir. A signed affidavit saying that Michael Corleone's uh, father wasn't in the olive oil business. Uh-huh. And then somebody so, says, well, wait a minute, your brother's in the audience. Your brother's in the audience, right? Who is that? Can you, you know, he's just here to well, show he's support. wearing that cool, cool tie and looking very concerned. And, yeah. And so what happens is we get a, we get a big shrug about carrot cake. Everybody is trying to te- treat it like it's the most natural thing in the world that a 10-year-old wants a carrot cake. For Why are we not talking about this? And I say... Listen, that's yeah. fine. You guys yeah. shrug your way to Bethlehem. I am going to have a chocolate cake at this birthday party, and it's going to have it's going to have a, a frosting on it that says "Happy Birthday, Darling" from Daddy. Don't touch this cake. <laughs> it's so important to have boundaries. 